0: Yo, yo! What's going on? Another what's week. up, man? Hey, what's going on, Josh? Week four, we're getting uh, we're getting down to the good stuff here with a lot of conference play, and and you know, in in most cases, it's FBS against FBS, and I, I just it's it's getting serious. It's the good stuff, but yeah, we got a lot of get we got a lot to get to, and not a lot of time. So let's just jump right into it here. And we'll begin with Missouri and Auburn. And Auburn just, uh, was just embarrassed last week by Penn State. Right now they're going into this game at home as seven-point favorites with 51.5 implied uh, total points. What do you have for us, Josh?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this one is decently straightforward considering I don't like much of Auburn's offense right now. Um, So there's really not much I would take away from there. Maybe a Tank Bigsby play or even a Jarquez Hunter. Tank Bigsby's at 6K or Jarquez Hunter at 5.2. But that would have to be a GPP dart throw for me. On the other side, I think Cody Schrader at 3.5K. I feel like that's a bit underpriced considering what we just saw the Penn State running backs do against that Auburn defense. And so he's a guy that I would consider um, down at 3.5K. Um, and then Dominic Lovett. I mean, obviously he just had that big game, so I don't want to be too reactionary. But at 5K, he does have a 25% target share and seven targets per game in that offense, and so um, I think he's definitely in consideration, particularly again for more GPP, probably you know maybe a lower ownership. I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, Cash is going to be I think pretty straightforward with some some really solid affordable guys this week so what do you got
0: yeah i'm, I'm pretty much there with you I, I also like um hunter on uh on auburn i think he's he's got a decent matchup i think take big tank bigsby he's gonna be he's gonna be owned uh, missouri's they have a they have a decent defense actually um but i still think people are gonna be on bigsby i'm not a big i'm not a big uh tank guy um but yeah, I think Jarquez Hunter is a, is a good play here. Uh, he's only priced as the RB31 on DraftKings, so um, I do like him. He scored a touchdown in each game, uh, but that's it on that side. Uh, oh, no, and, and and then I also like uh Ashford because um, they're they're uh, you know, they're Zach Calzada and and TJ, what's his last name? Finley, uh, Finley, yeah, they're out so. Uh, They're going to be playing Robbie Ashford, the Oregon transfer, and he's he's really cheap at like 5K. Definitely a GPP play, uh, but he's got some dual threat ability, and so uh, you know if you're if you're throwing him you know something together, need a cheap uh, super flex, he's your guy. On the other side, I agree. Uh, Elijah Young's out for this game, so I mean you know he's the what they call the starter, but I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't get starter reps. Uh, so yeah, Schrader and then um, uh, Nathaniel Pete, I mean, it's probably going to be those two and they'll probably get a couple extra carries a piece unless they, they dip down to D- Tavoris Jones. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed because you know, I wanted to see more out, out of um, out of Missouri's uh, you know, five-star Luther burden, but yeah. um this is a this is a tougher Auburn secondary. So and you know Brady Cook doesn't have a lot of experience. So I'm hesitant to really trust any of the receivers here. Uh, I I I'll probably be looking elsewhere. Yep. So let's move on and we have a really good one here between Duke and Kansas. Good in the sense that we're going to see a lot of scoring. Not that good in the sense of the type <laughs> of defense that will be played but yeah the, these are these two teams have have come out of nowhere so duke you know they're transitioning to the air raid and that and they've looked pretty good actually with riley leonard leonard under under center you know we were we were debating whether it would be riley leonard or jordan moore during the during the offseason and and we were kind of both right because jordan moore has you know been a decent receiver for him it's kind yeah. of uh, surprising, but yeah, you definitely nailed the Riley Leonard thing leading the air raid offense. And um so, I mean, this is, this is going to have a, a ton of points here and, and I'm, I'm calling the over because Kansas, yeah, they're, they're scoring a lot, but their, their defense is just duty. Um, <laughs> they're awful at every, in, at, at every part of their defense so so right now it's set at 63.5 that's like a bargain man that's that's got to be one of the best wagers in all all of week four yeah this game's going over 63.5 you can count on that i'm surprised it's not at like 70 something yeah and and um right now kansas is favored by seven you know I think it's a little. I think it. It. It's Kansas deserves to have the 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 additional attention because they're playing like we haven't seen them play in a while. But Duke is is also playing really well too. Um, you know, I I think this is a this is this should be a trend for programs that have struggled a lot in you know the 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 last you know decade to to pr- just give give air raid a shot and see how it works out you know so i mean like you know pro- even programs like uh, UMass and and you know uh yeah. just wherever you you got these these crappy offenses you know uh, get a get an air raid um practitioner in there and see what you can do what do you have here Josh
1: yeah i mean it's I, i'm just so urging the resist to talk about how this is how is this not a basketball game we're talking about duke kansas but uh you know riley Leonard, i think at 6k man i mean it's hard to not go with him, right? He's averaging 25 points a game already. You see that this Kansas defense is just absolutely horrific against the pass. They're rated 116th um, and QB fantasy points given up. And so, and I think they're giving up something like, 30.4 fantasy points a game and so riley leonard here is just a great play at 6k both cash i think and gpp um maybe the maybe the sharps will be on him but i think in cash i mean he's a great play at 6k he gives you flexibility to build up at the wide wide receiver position which we're talking about in a little bit um and then you know i think jordan waters at. At running back he's only 3.3k he's averaging 11.9 fantasy points per game on on draft kings. he's a guy i would consider um and gpp and then Jalen calhoun man he hasn't been as consistent as i would like him to be so far to start the year but i think part of that has been the blowouts like he didn't even you know he didn't catch a pass last game but by the time that that game was out of the first quarter it was over um so but calhoun at 6.1k is a guy that i would consider to pair with leonard then on the other side i mean i think the two guys that i would go with are Jalen daniels he's a guy to consider he is a bit pricey uh pricier than usual at 7.9k um but i mean he's been killing it so far this year and then devin neal um even at 7.2k he's a guy to consider as well i like i mean Devin neal's obviously a talented dude and um he's a guy to consider um probably more again gpp than cash um because i got other guys in that range all i like in cash
0: mm-hmm. yeah um Devin neal man he just he just blows my mind well you know he didn't have the great week i was i was hoping he would last week but uh still it, it just he's he's showing up he's showing his skills and yeah. Um, definitely in play here for me. But so on the Duke side, yeah, Riley Leonard, no brainer. He's he's going to be he's going to be heavily owned, um, but not not as high as you might think. He's going to he's going to sit right around like the 12, 10 to 12 percent range. Um, but the highest guy, highest owned quarterback on this slate is going to be Jalen Daniels. And for a good reason, um, he's averaging the, the the eighth most fantasy points per game this year in the in the country at 30.3 uh, and, and, and just, just to get it out there, my FPG numbers are not going to have the three point bonuses included. So mm-hmm. it's actually a little bit higher, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, he's, it, he's priced as the QB three QB two, but um, it's worth it, you know, because he's, he's putting up, he's putting up well over uh, the, the floor value he's going to need here. Um, so in cash, you, you, you're you just going to start with Jalen Daniels and you may end up with Riley Leonard as as your super flex because um but yeah going back to Robbie Ashford he's going to be he's going to be one of the top 5 uh, highest owned on the slate as well um his pricing is just too good but anyway and then um yeah for uh, at running back Devin Neal is definitely somebody that we need to uh have in mind and then um Duke has a, a couple of their own running backs that I, I like. So Jordan, it's it's interesting. And and I mean, l- maybe you have uh you have more of a an understanding of what's going on there because you know we both thought Jordan Waters was gonna be the guy for Duke. And then it it Jalen Coleman was named the starter. Yep. But then last week Jordan Waters was the one that had the game, or was it the week before? And yeah, I it's, think it was the week it's, before, it's, but yeah it's just, it's like, it's kind of frustrating because, you know, we'd love the target one in this game, but um, you know, I, I I'm not, a, I'm not big on these 50% uh, timeshares for, for a team that, that is, you know, projected to, to work from behind, even though I think it's going to be closer Um mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I have a hard time trusting anything, but yeah, J- Jordan Waters is only 3.3 K. So, but uh yeah, receiver, it's it's really tough. They did move Jordan Moore to wide receiver, so we could go there. Uh, and he's got the touchdown potential. And, you know, he's um he's he's definitely uh I mean, what is what is his his salary here? Um
1: his salary's
0: 5k. 5k, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm really not seeing an exciting pairing. Yeah. I mean, Calhoun, I guess is the obvious one, but, and then it's the same on the other side, you know, but that's the thing about Riley Leonard is, is he's also running the ball quite a bit too. So
1: 60 yards a game or like 50
0: yards a game. I mean, he's good. I was not expecting that at all, Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. you know?
0: And, and so I think, I think both of these guys, they're potentially just, you know, uh, naked quarterbacks. And I mean, you could, I don't think I've ever put a lineup together that had two naked quarterbacks um, into a tournament. So, but these are, this is, that's the the reality with this matchup. All right. So let's move on. We have another really good one. And this one is, uh, we're going to see a little bit better defense on both sides, but I don't think it's going to be quite as good as what we've seen from them so far. SMU did play better against, or actually gave Maryland a run for their money, but yeah, it's, it's not like we're calling the Maryland defense, you know, a juggernaut or anything. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 really we're going to find out a lot here. TCU they played Colorado and Tarleton State. <laughs> so we know nothing about the fact that TCU is not ranked across the board in like the top 10 top 20 in all defensive categories i think really says a lot about their
1: defense mm-hmm. so agree.
0: this is a game that's going to score a lot of points probably going to compete with duke and uh, and kansas and you know there's some there's there's injuries on the the TCU side we'll get to that but right now TCU is favored by 2 I love that because SMU, they took care of TCU last year and it's pretty much the same yep. team. So yep. 70 and a half over under, that's what we should see for Kansas Duke, but we're not. Um, so what do you have on this game?
1: Yeah, pretty straightforward on the, on the SMU side of things. I, mean, I think Tanner Mordecai is definitely in play at his price point at 7.8 K. I mean, he's averaging 28.9 fantasy points. That's including basically getting pulled in the Lamar game at halftime. Um, I think in the, where he played a FBS opponent he had he's averaging 32 points uh, per game Um, so I like Tanner Mordecai I think he hits value here definitely against TCU and then I mean I think pairing him with Rasheed Rice even at 8.6k the guy's got like a 35 percent target share and I think he's got like 14.7 targets per game so far so he is just that that passing game and you know, they may bracket him or do something to try to stop him, But I just don't know if TC is good enough, um, in the secondary to be able to do that. Um, yeah, I, I'm not touching that backfield just because it's just a mess right now to SMU. I mean, they keep kind of switching guys in and out and people are injured. Um, man. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that. Another side, I think TCU, um, Man, I would love – I think Kendra Miller, I think at 7.7K, is worth a GPP dart throw, even though he hasn't done a ton yet this year. I think he's a guy that I could really take advantage, and we saw Maryland be able to really run the ball against this SMU defense last week. Um, and I think Kendra Miller's got that talent to be able to do it. So um, I wouldn't touch him in cash, though. He's too volatile for me. And then Quentin Johnston's another one at 7.6K. I would consider as a GPP dart throw, um, but I'm not touching him in in cash.
0: Yeah, I'm not touching Quentin Johnson at all. So Max Dugan is, I mean, he's he's uh, the injury replacement, and for Chandler Morris, he doesn't have an arm. It's he's a under under sixty percent completion percentage guy, and you never you just don't know where the ball's going to go sometimes. Yeah, he he doesn't have the confidence to feed a number one wide receiver. We've seen that he's been the starter for a while, uh, but the one area of this game that is, is a massive benefit and, and is are his legs. He, and, which we haven't even and, you know, when you play Colorado and Tarleton state, you don't even have to use them. Um, right. And so we haven't even seen him really yet. I think he had like 40 yards against Colorado, but uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna put those to use this week. And you know, there's gonna be a lot of points scored here. So we just you know we're gonna need him to go over 20. But I think he can do that. Um, the SMU run defense is is just pitiful. So um, definitely there, but I, I'm not touch, touching Quentin Johnson in any format because I just. Um, uh, last year against SMU, he went zero, zero, zero on five targets from Max Dugan. Um, he's, uh, he's a complete fade for me. Um, and the same goes for the backfield. So they're not in a, I wouldn't say a strict timeshare or rotation. I mean, Kendra Miller's getting the most touches, but you know, they do use a couple of guys, but with Max Dugan under center, that just takes away even more carries. So I don't mm-hmm. want any of the TCU running backs, is what uh, either, um, and and I'm pretty much the only guy on TCU I trust is Max Dugan. That's just terrible <laughs> for, for the Horn Frogs. On the other side, yeah, Tanner Mordecai, he's in play. Um, I don't, I, I'll be surprised if he goes over thirty, but then again. Um, you know, you know, I actually, I take that back. The TCU defense, it appeared to be a, a, a bit better last year. So, um, yeah, he, I think he has the potential. I just, he's, he's not going to be one of my, uh, my first targets though. Cause there's some guys here like Jalen Daniels and, and, uh, you know, some lower owned guys or, uh, lower salaried guys that, uh, that I think can provide more value, but he's, mm-hmm. he's like, I think he's going to cover his floor. I'll say that. Um, at running back, I don't even know what to do with that that rotation because it sounds like Kamar Wheaton's going to play this week.
1: Uh-huh. Do,
0: you, do you have any insight on how they're going to distribute those carries? Because uh, no,
1: yeah, I mean, what I've heard from the beginning of the year is that they were targeting this game to really involve Kamar Wheaton, um, but then you know he got nicked up, and uh, they they've just done such weird stuff with the rotations that. Uh, it's beyond bizarre so i don't i just i think kamara wheaton i would love to be able to suggest him as a dart throw and, and maybe he's worth it if you're doing out 150 lineups but you know it's going to be hard to trust until we actually see it you know
0: yeah well for me at wide receiver it's Rashi rice and then there's everybody else um yeah, yeah there's 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 uh there's some guys um Uh, like Xavier Hutchinson, you know, we'll talk about later. And then, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think this is the week where we see him um, step forward again, as, as one of the lead, the top targets for Ohio state, but they're facing more difficult matchups than what Mm -hmm. Rashi rice is going to face. Um, And uh, I mean, I, I think he's 30 plus and no brainer. So I think, I think he's, he's somebody that we invest in. He's going to cost us. Uh, you know, he's the wide receiver one on both sides, but I think it's, um, it's, it's something that we do with the knowledge that he's going to give us at least the 25 points we need. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes into the, into the 30, 35 range. So, um, Um, definitely want to invest there and, you know, really that's, that's about it. The only other, the only other guy that, that I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in and he just made his return from injury um is, is my my Rice transfer guy. Yeah. Um uh Jake, Jake Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. sitting at so he's the wide receiver 74 on FanDuel. Um and mm. you know, we only need like what, 13 points to to cover floor there. Uh over on uh, on DraftKings, he's the wide receiver 20, but I think, you know, we, we His the only game he's played has been against Maryland, so you know that was a tough first one. I think I think we're going to see more out of him this week. So Mm -hmm. uh, he's somebody to the you know toss into a GPP if um, if you're feeling you know a little lucky because this kid can ball out. All right, so let's move on to um, we're going to talk about some Baylor and Iowa State. We got we got at least one good value here that that I like quite a bit. Actually, two. Um, but, you know, this is this is these teams are not at full strength um, or I should say Baylor is not at full strength here. And that's something that needs to be pointed out. A lot of guys are questionable for them. And we're talking big time players for the, the offense. So right now, um, Iowa State's favored by three. They're playing in Ames, So that's reasonable. The over under is set at forty five point five. I'm not so sure. I'm really I I think we're going to get a little bit a little bit more offense than that I think we're going to get into the 50s um, in this one so uh, it's not Iowa Iowa State or anything so um, (laughs) you know that's just my opinion so so what are who are the guys that you're looking at here Josh
1: yeah I mean I'll keep this pretty brief, but on the Baylor side of things, Richard Reese, I mean, he obviously had a big game last week, had like 19 carries, 159 yards, and three touchdowns versus Texas State. Um, at, and he was the Tay McWilliams replacement, um, even though he's like 5'9", 175, more of like Squirrel Williams size there at Baylor. Um, but he's only 3K. They didn't adjust his pricing on DraftKings. And so I think he's absolutely in, in play obviously in cash and, and in GPP as well. He'll be a He'll be a favorite. I think on the slate of the cheaper guys. And then on the other side, you got man. I mean, Hunter Deckers is 5,500 and he's a guy that um, has shown both. He can do it with his arm and with his legs. He's 7.6 K. I like him in GPP, not in cash. Cause I do think that there's a chance that he doesn't hit value. Um, Cause this is a, you know, a good Baylor defense. Um, but Hunter Deckers is talented. Uh, and then you got the two guys that I really like. That really they funnel the whole offense through is Jarrell Brock at 4.9k on uh, DraftKings, and I was kind of shocked by that. He's a guy that put up 100 yards rushing into Iowa. I mean, he's done well this year. He got really lucky that Cartavis Norton got hurt after three carries, but mm-hmm. uh, but he's really taken the reins and shown that he's a good good running back. Um, and he's averaging, I think, 16 uh, fantasy points per game. But he's had to—he's not really had to play in two of the games so far. So Iowa's really the only full game he's played, and he hit 100 yards there. So I think against Baylor, I know Baylor's a good run defense, but I also think that Gerald Brock can hit value at 4.9K. And then Xavier Hutchinson at 6.7K might be the best value on the slate. Um, I mean, just his target share is insane at 35%. I mean, he's averaging 30 fantasy points per game and this Baylor defense is susceptible, um, through the air. So the rank 79th and fantasy points per game given up to opposing wide receivers and Xavier Hutchinson is the wide receiver for, for Iowa state. So I love Hutchinson in this matchup, but that's what I got. What do you got?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking the bait on Brock I'm I'm sitting that one out and I'm gonna make him prove that he can uh, do it this week because Baylor they're they're only giving up I think 2.8 yards per carry yeah they're not just good they're they're like close to one of the elite run defenses in college football and I know Iowa is as well but uh you know I'm gonna I'm gonna need to see him do that twice before I start uh jumping on that bandwagon, um, uh-huh. at, but at quarterback, Hunter Deckers, I disagree with you on whether he's cash viable. I think he's cash viable all the way, 5.5K, um, you know, and and what, 15 points. He put up 10 against Iowa, which I feel is a, <laughs> a far better um, yeah. pass defense. So it's not like Iowa held him to three points or anything. Then I would worry. I think he is one of the top values on the slate. And I think pairing him up with Xavier Hutchinson is one of the top stacks on this slate because you're yeah. going to get Hutchinson, who is going to get, okay, look at the Iowa game. He went for what, 1090 and one or something. And he did it on 19 targets. Yeah. This guy is far and away the number one target in this offense. I mean, why do you think dude transferred over to Texas? Your guy, uh, what's his name,
1: <laughs> Tariq
0: um, Milton. Yeah. Tariq Milton. Cause he knew that that's all yeah. Hunter deckers was going to do is target this guy. But, um, you know, but here's the thing. Hutchinson's going to be like the second highest owned guy on the slate. So, um, we can help offset that by stacking him with Hunter Decker. And we don't, we don't and 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 if Hutchinson does well, uh, Deckers should do well. I, he didn't do it in the Iowa game, but that's okay. This is yeah. not the same team, the same type of uh, pass defense he's going to face here. And here's the deal with with Baylor: they're going to be without Monterey Baldwin and Ben Sims, um, and that that's their number one and number two receiver. Otherwise, I yeah. think. I think Blake Shapen would be worth a dart in GPPs, but I think it's also why we've seen Shapin not do as well the last two games. You know, he went for twenty last week against Texas State, but we expected him to do far better than that, right? Um, right. It's it's his number. His his receivers are hurt. You know, he his, his the two guys. So he's coming into the year as a new starter. The wide receivers that were here last year. Um. You know, the the Ben Sims comes back, but they didn't have a wide receiver to uh that that you know he got to play with last year so he's playing with a whole new whole new group there i mean and then they both get hurt so uh, yeah yeah i think we're going to see better out of it in the future but you know it's, this isn't going to be the week the iowa state defense is not one we need to mess with but yeah richard reese at 3k um <laughs> a, a, assuming that McWilliams doesn't come back wow he's another top value in the slate and even against iowa state i think i mean all he needs nine points so, you know, I'm not saying just populate your lineup with a bunch of these, you know, 3K, 5K guys. But I'm just saying, like, if you need a 3K running back, I wouldn't put him in your flex, though. Let me just get that across here. I did. I dove deep, deep, deep into uh, lineup usage. And you definitely there's like zero reason why you should ever put a running back or a tight end into your flex spot. OK, w- mm-hmm. wide receivers they hit value at such a higher rate um, mm-hmm. they they hit their uh, yardage mile, milestones at uh, just a, a it's above the others and it's not even close i mean and it's, it's like you don't want to put a wide receiver in your super flex spot right it's the same type of thing so all right, let's move on to Clemson and Wake. We have another good game, you know. Um, even DJ Ungle is, is yeah, you know, bid producing. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think it'll continue all year, but it, for now, it's he's doing okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this is one I, you know, I I'm looking at the lines and I'm like, wait a second. So the expectation is that um, there's only going to be fifty six points scored here, and that I'm yeah. assuming that that Sam Hartman is going to be shut down in some way. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. Sam Hartman's an NFL quarterback, guys. I think that this – and he's got he's got pretty much his, the team he wants on the field. Nobody's hurt. So, I, I don't know about – I mean, I know the Clemson defense is good. I'm not taking anything away from them. Definitely not. But I like Wake Forest here. Um, not enough to where I'm going to pick him to beat Clemson or – to cover the spread, which I do think is possible, though, but I d- will take that fifty-six points and go over, uh, yeah. to definitely all the way there. I think sixty is is the is the baseline here. So, what do you got, Josh?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, man, I don't know what to do with with Clemson, man, and Wake Forest. Just in general, this game, like, I could see DJU stinking it up, and then this is Kate Klubnick show from here on out, but. This Wake Forest defense looks pretty bad. I mean, they just allowed Liberty to really, I think, put up 36 points against them recently. And so, um, yeah, on the Wake Forest side of things, I'm going to go, you know, Sam Hartman, I think, is 7.5K. He's just too affordable to not. Like having in your lineup, he can score in so many ways. Not not to not have in your lineup, but not to be, he's viable to put in your lineup. I would mm-hmm. say that in cash and GPP. Um, and then At Perry, I think at seven K, I think this is a game where they're going to really need him to step up when on one on one matchups on the outside um, that he's going to have. Um, and so even at seven K, I like him um, mainly in GPP, not as much in cash. I think there's some volatility there. Um, and then on the Clemson side of things. Two guy, Three guys that I'm really considering. One, Will Shipley at 6.7K. I think it absolutely is in play. Um, I think he's one of the better values on the slate at running back, to be quite honest. I like, mm-hmm. like him a lot going against this Wake Forest defense. And then Bo Collins. I mean, he's been the favorite target for DJU for a while. And at 5.8K, I think he's affordable. And this Wake Forest defense has not been very good against the pass. Um, and then Antonio Williams at 3K. I mean, we've seen him just do it in spurts, but I like him as a GPP dart throw. And, you know, if you're putting up 150 lineups, he's a guy that you should consider throwing out there. He's um, clearly one of the more athletic guys in that receiving core. And I think by the end of the year, he'll be a guy that's a staple. And um, and that could come this game if they're struggling and they need somebody to step up. I think it could be Antonio Williams in a 3K. Um, he
0: could He could do really well. So remind me, wasn't it Wake Forest? I know, I know he did well against Notre Dame, but wasn't it Wake Forest last year? No, it was two years ago when uh, DJ Angole had his had a, a really big game. Uh,
1: it I don't think it was Wake Forest. Maybe
0: I think it was. I know Wake it was Notre Forest. Dame. I, yeah, Notre Dame was the second game, but the first game he played was Wake Forest. Yeah, and it was a. Uh, it they were going back and forth, and he had a mm-hmm. monster game, like forty some points. So uh, you know his ownership's going to be really low, and these his receivers. I mean, okay, let's let's just just stick a fork in Joseph and Gata. Uh, he has been just a flop. <laughs> but Bo Collins and Antonio Williams, they're both going to be in the one to two percent owned range. Um, and then, and then even your guy, well, I call him your guy because you were on him a lot heavier than I was at first, but I, I actually went out and heavily drafted him in, even in Devi. So, um, I liked AT Perry as well. Um, mm-hmm. but he's going to be under 10%. I think this game's got some sneaky stack potential. Uh, the, the only running back that I'm, I'm touching is, is Will Shipley. Uh, outside of that, you know, I'm 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 off of these these ground games, especially going up yeah. against Clemson for Wake, but yeah. uh, Hartman and I think I think Ungolay could be could be sneaky. I mean, we only need 18 out of him. He's given us more than that um, average this year, so um, yeah, just something to to toss out there as uh, as as a as a deeper GPP thing. Um, let's move on here. And we'll get to the sixth game, which is Michigan, Maryland at Michigan, and you know, I think I think Michigan. I mean, of course, you look at like TCU. Okay, I'll say it this way: for 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 teams that have played three games, I think Michigan has played the most vanilla schedule in the country. Yeah, they've gone up against what? Let, let's see. Uh, I forget who they played in week one. I know they played Hawaii, Colorado State, Connecticut, and Colorado State, a team that's trying, you know, looking for an identity, you know, with an, a new everything, uh, geez, uh, give me a break here, Michigan. So, um, yeah. you know, that there's taking nothing away from their defense. Their defense is great. Um, and, and taking nothing away from their ground game. Um, they're definitely solid. But th- actually what I'm trying to say is that I think J.J. McCarthy is a sneaky play here. Um, mm. But I'll, I'll let you get to yours first. Um, let's look at the uh, the lines because uh, probably not gonna be good here for Michigan <laughs> uh, going into <laughs> ann Arbor. they're 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 giving up seventeen points here, uh, sixty four and a half over under. and obviously that's a lot of that's going to uh, Michigan. I you know I the way to uh, the way uh, Leah uh, uh, Tango by um the way he is so aggressive, like even when he's down, like last year against Iowa, And he threw several picks, but he just kept throwing and he ended up getting over 300 yards and throwing for a couple of late touchdowns. You know, he's a scrappy dude that just does not let the last play get into his head, you know, and Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, it's which is crazy considering that you know there were there were a couple early games this year or at least one early game this year where he didn't do a, I think it was Buffalo where he just didn't do what what we thought he would but anyway I digress what do you have for Yeah us?
1: yeah you know honestly on the Maryland side I'm not going to touch any of that I mean mm-hmm. I think this this Michigan team had this defense is legit and so, uh, but on the, on the Michigan side, uh, man, Blake Corum at 7.9 K if Donovan, Donovan Edwards, which appears he's going to be out again, is not playing. Do, then, is uh, that a
0: guaranteed thing? Because I, I don't,
1: I, I don't know. I, don't yeah, think I wrote so. that
0: up and I, I did an or between the two because they, they asked Jim Harbaugh, I think it was John Jansen, the former O lineman there. It was, he was asking him, you know, what's the deal with, with Donovan Edwards. He was like, Oh, I saw him in the gym hopping around and, you know, wanting to get back on the field, and and then he and then he went to straight coach talk, and yeah, you can't. It's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, so I I mean, if we find out that Donovan Edwards is is out officially, then I think at seven point nine k, I th- I still think Blake Corum is is in play because he is extremely explosive. I mean, he's put up monster numbers and only playing two quarters yeah. at a time, uh, and I think this passing game is absolutely in play. Um, I'll let you talk about JJ McCarthy here in a minute, but I think Ronnie Bell at 7.3 K and I think Roman Wilson, Wilson at 3.9 are both viable um, in this game. Because if first, if Maryland can put up any points, then their pass defense is absolutely horrendous. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so Ronnie Bell at 7.3 K could really, I mean, he could really do something. So, and I think, you know, I, I wouldn't put him in cash, but GPP, he's a guy that I think he could be a play where he's maybe lower owned because a Michigan wide receiver. But I'll let you speak to to both the GPP side and, and talk about your
0: boy, JJ. Yeah, I wouldn't call him my boy. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, um, you know, if you if you need any, any indication that my analysis is completely unbiased when you read uh, my write-up, I'm talking about JJ McCarthy and Max Dugan as my, as you know, the two headliners at quarterback and I'm not a Michigan guy and I'm not a Max Dugan guy. So <laughs> um, yeah. So there's that. So with JJ McCarthy, uh, you know, he, so he's got, he's going to be under owned here, even though this matchup is just very sexy against Maryland. Maryland is, is bad, bad, bad. They've got, um they've got, a, they've got a couple of good players in the secondary, but, Uh, the they're not coming together and um, and 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 part of the reason why their um, their overall numbers don't look as bad is because of who they played they haven't they Mm. played smu yes they did but the their other games were yeah there weren't uh uh, (laughs) you know barn burners but um, it's the same deal with Michigan, and um, it's, it's more so not saying that their players are pretenders, but more that J.J. McCarthy in the two games that he played against Connecticut and, and Hawaii, he wasn't really needed. He didn't run the ball. That was the surprising thing because J.J. McCarthy has been the change of pace guy for Cade McNamara, coming in, doing the short yardage thing. He's their, he's their dual threat quarterback, right? And he mm-hmm. hasn't been doing that. And he hasn't needed to. They they've blown three teams out, fifty something to to you know whatever to seven or zero in every game. And so they haven't need to push the ball down the field. They're going to want to do that this week, um, definitely because I think I think with Cade McNamara hurt, really no timetable for his return. Of course, we get coach speak from from Harbaugh about <laughs> that as well. Um, so I think, I think McCarthy, I think they want to establish something with McCarthy. They're not going to come out and open up the entire playbook for him, but I think they're going to let him, uh, you know, pass the ball at least. And I think he's, yeah. he's also going to run the ball. Um, and so he's, he's only priced, um, as the QB 12 on FanDuel, which I mean, is a steal. Um, but, uh, on, on DraftKings, it, you know, he is 7.7 K, but I think we can, counter that with the lower ownership so he's he's somebody definitely to consider in gpps and um i absolutely agree on on the running backs so uh, either either you're if we hear edwards is playing i think we we put him in in our lineups at 5k um but if if he's out definitely i think blake quorum is going to be like probably my um rb3 i mean i obviously behind Muhammad Ibrahim and uh, and Bijan Robinson, I should say Bijan and Muhammad in that order. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Coram's going to just shred this team and, you know, they have, they have uh, Stokes as their backup, but you know, it's funny how they, they really didn't commit to any of the backups last week, even against, yeah. um, even against Connecticut. So it was pretty much quorum and then they gave the other guys a few carries, but it wasn't anything crazy. They used like 13 quarterbacks in that game. It was just crazy. So, you know, there were just a lot of rushing attempts in that game. Yeah. Um, And, and then at wide receiver for Michigan, I think that, yeah. So Ronnie Bell is getting 58% more um, uh, 58% higher target rate than, um, uh, than Roman Wilson And Mm. so, you know, obviously, so like on FanDuel, he only costs like a couple hundred more Bell over Roman Wilson. So you definitely want uh, Will, if you're going to go with one, you want Bell, right? But on on DraftKings, that's not the case because we only have to pay like um, 52% of the salary for Roman Wilson. And here's the thing about Wilson so his his snap numbers are way lower, but his, his the difference in route percentage is not as severe. it's it's like twenty five percent less between the two. and mm. then and then also here's the here's the x factor on Draftkings is that Wilson is scoring um on forty three percent of his touches, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah um this guy he's got 90th percentile athleticism across the board he's going to play in the NFL even if even if Michigan doesn't play him or doesn't feed him like they did with with Nico Collins he's going to play in the NFL um this kid is so talented and uh, out of Hawaii so definitely he's worth it on 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 um uh excuse me on on draft Kings because he's just so cheap and, and, and I, I, you know, I, I checked it multiple times and, and it doesn't look like anybody's going to be on him this week. Um, he's going to be, he's going to be owned in less lineups than, um, than bell. So wow, if he, if he scores a couple of touchdowns, I mean, it's going to be a big bonus to our lineups. Yeah. Especially if, if, if they're the passing variety from, uh, from McCarthy and we have him as well. Uh, moving on let's get to uh probably the the most uh lopsided matchup on this slate um (laughs) unless you consider maryland but i don't i think maryland is um they're they're not they're not great but they're not that bad you know right um but central michigan so we saw them in the was it 58 to 44 defeat to oklahoma state um, they gave them – they gave Oklahoma State fits in the second half. I don't, I don't know what the deal was. You know, new defensive coordinator and everything. So maybe maybe that was just, you know, part of it. Um, and, but, you know, but then they, they really haven't looked that good outside of Lou Nichols since then. So um, I think Penn State puts this one away early and, and just grinds the ball over the rest of the game. So um, it, I think it's going to have the, the, the most significant uh, uh, margin of victory here on this slate. Um, But so right now, Penn state, they're favored by 28. And um, (laughs) yeah, if you want to put money on money line odds on Penn state, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're only like minus 5,000 right now. Jeez. 61 and a half point over and over under. What do you have for us, Josh?
1: Yeah. I mean, like you said, this is going to be so lopsided. You know, Honestly, I mean, I love the Central Michigan offense overall, but I don't think I'm touching them in this this matchup. There's some guys that are well-priced, like Jalen McGahee or um, Joel Wilson. But uh, even Lou Nichols, 6.8K, like I, he might hit value, but it will be just barely. So I'm not touching anything on their side. Penn State, I mean, we've seen what Nick Singleton, Singleton can do. And even if he only plays two quarters – I mean, the guy's averaging 15 yards per attempt <laughs> over the last two weeks. And one of those weeks was against Auburn. Um, and we didn't so, see this coming at all,
0: did we, Josh?
1: Yeah, not at all, man. It was just crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, he – and, you know, at 6.4K, he's going to hit value. I mean, this is – I have, you know, 110th against opposing running backs and fantasy points per game given up. I mean, this is a bad Central Michigan defense. Also, so at 6.4K, I think he's both cash and GPP viable. I imagine he'd be very highly owned. Um, But Catron Allen is another guy that intrigues me at Mm -hmm. 3.9K. I mean, particularly if they give him a lot of run in the second half and he can get up to 15, 20 carries and he has, you know, 70 80 100 yards and a couple touchdowns. I mean, you could really hit value um on this slate so i like him gpp and cash for katron at 3.9 um and then i, I also think you consider like a mitchell tinsley um uh at even at 7.7k i but i think you would have to do a gpp dart throwing that guy because i don't think they're gonna have to throw much in this game even though this pass defense is like so bad but they're just going to get ahead by so much. It's not even going to be worth it. I don't think to invest in that passing game.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So I differ on a few things here. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm not trusting Sean Clifford. I think I say that on every show that we have. Uh, he's the highest, he's the highest price quarterback on the slate. We need him to score more than he's scored or than he's averaging. Um, and we need, we need central Michigan to put up, s- um, you know some type of of offensive you know force here um, to to keep them throwing the ball because Clifford hasn't been running as much as he did early in his career, um, yeah. and you you can never count on his accuracy. He's going to be sitting you know right outside that 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 uh, front loaded top four owned guy, uh, quarterbacks, and I'm not Whoa. touching. Him. yeah, I'm not touching. Him. <laughs> Daniel Richardson has been so disappointing because he looks so freaking good against Oklahoma State. So good. Like, his passes were just on a line, just roping the ball. And I was thinking, wow, this kid might have a future. He's small, you know, but this Mm -hmm. kid might have a future as an NFL backup or something. And then he's just been playing like crap. So forget about all that. Yep. About all that jazz. Okay, so where I do dis- disagree with Central Michigan, um, so Lou Nichols is going to be—I don't know—the eighth highest owned running back. Um, uh-huh. I, I think. I mean, he just—they give him so many carries, and they just keep running yeah. the ball and running the ball, and and then he—they get close, or if there's a turnover, he's going to get a touchdown, and if they do it again, he's going to get another touchdown, and then Joel yeah. Wilson, um, he so he was one of the big. Uh, you know we saw some we saw some stuff out of him last year he was good um but in the oklahoma state game we saw it continue and then it's continued since then and he's he's just been so consistent he's been um he's been you know just been uh the uh, what the number one target i mean basically overall yeah, totally and, and and he's only what 3.9 k i think yeah. something like that so um i mean he he's a great run back but tell me. Answer this for me. How is it that the most lopsided – and by the way, Keevon Lee, it looks like he might miss this game. Of course, we get coach speak out of – we need somebody in that's got power in college football to help us (laughs) out here. We funnel billions of dollars through the wagering industry, and yet we can't get a coach to give us a simple – Is he going to play or isn't he going to play? I'm not asking you to break HIPAA violations. Is he going to play? Or what are the percentages of him playing? Not just he's a great kid. He's jumping all over the place. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that that does nothing for us. And we lose so much of our money to the house because of this. Right. So anyway, how is it that the, the most lopsided game on the slate? The running back, so the, the, the starter is probably out with a lower body injury. He came back, but then look at this. So, Pitt State plays Central Michigan, then they play Northwestern, then they have a bye, then they play, um, was it Michigan, Minnesota, and Ohio State? Um, they're not gonna want to play him here, they are gonna want to get him right, I think. So, yeah, why, how is it that Nicholas Singleton and Catron Allen? are going to be owned in less than 8% of leagues.
1: What? Yes. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. That's it. It blows my mind because these two guys, I mean, they're, I mean, value wise, we say, Oh, that's the best value on the slate. There's quite a few of them actually on this slate. Yeah. Um, there and those two are just great. I'm not touching. Um, uh, shoot. What's Mitchell Chinsley. It, yeah. It, so it doesn't show all of his games. On the draft on his DraftKings profile, and it shows him at like twenty points a game. No, he's averaging he's averaging thirteen points a game. Um, yeah. to stay off of him. He's they're not going to throw enough to feed him. So, moving on, and you have to be out of here by two o'clock. Is that the deal? No, I'm I'm good. We can go. Oh, you're okay. Okay. Good. Deal. Yeah. So let's move on to Florida and Tennessee. Another really good game with an, mm-hmm. with uh, with some really good players. Now let me just let let's let's chat this chat this up just really quick um yeah i've heard rumors cedric tillman could be out for the year whoa for the year for the year okay and it's it's somebody so i live in kentucky but um, i know somebody that 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 comes from tennessee that that is really plugged into um the tennessee and kentucky circuit it's where i get my my uk information as well and he said that there are rumors he could be out for the year. Man. Have you heard anything about this?
1: No. I mean, when I read on message boards, this is right after everything happened, I, I read about a high ankle sprain. Yeah. And, um, and I also heard, like, read, did read something on like an ACL, but, you know, it was all rumor that's stuff. that's what and it is right
0: now. It's all just rumor. Yeah. But in college football, rumors are scary. Right, because yeah. we don't get straight answers, and we scare ourselves to death with rumors yeah. until they're proven true or untrue. So we yeah. will see. We will see, um, because that's going to be devastating for both of us, Josh. Because in the leagues, I'm not in with yeah. you. I have Cedric Tillman. You know, yeah. So it's not a. It's not a just a, a hit on you. Um, I'm invested as well. So yeah. uh, this is going to be a good one, and I think it's one where Tennessee is going to be able to take it. Um, You know, Florida. Uh, i think richardson I, I love the kid and i think he's got a future uh he just doesn't have the parts around him to get it done there they doesn't have a, a, a really a true number one receiver um, or a true number one tight end uh he's got he's got good running backs and that's about it but you know richardson can do that on his own and the defense really isn't isn't up to up to par now tennessee is stacked even they lose cedric tillman and they're still stacked like (laughs) they're so stacked they're becoming another powerhouse in the sec they really are yeah and and the fact that their defense is playing so well um i love 10 and a half points here for tennessee Uh, i wouldn't be surprised if florida gets gets closer um so it's not a runaway uh, wager for me but the 62 and a half point over under absolutely i'll take that right now what do you have on this game josh
1: yeah honestly after anthony richardson's ar his first game of the year i thought i was gonna have to eat some doo-doo for uh not drafting him enough but no, we're good, we're, good. <laughs> we're looking all right uh on the florida side of things man i'm not touching anything but maybe some Trevor, uh, ETN at 3.2 K. I mean, he's a guy that is extremely explosive. Um, and he needs to be fed more. I mean, they just, they, this system just rotates running backs like crazy, but he's put up that 12, 11, 12 points a game in the last few weeks. And so he's a guy that intrigues me, um, in a GPP like dart throw setting, um, on the other side of things, Hendon hooker. I mean, I think he's absolutely in play at, 8.1K. I mean, we already know who he is. So I won't speak too much to him, um, but I'm really intrigued by both Jalen Hyatt at 6.8K mm-hmm. and Brew McCoy at 5K. If Cedric Tillman is out, or I mean, even if he plays, I mean, I think he's at best a decoy this week because I do think it's a high ankle sprain at least, um, and you just don't come back from that. Yeah. Um, and so I and I read today that um Cedric Tillman's probably like more on the game time decision probably out uh line of things for this game and we saw what Jalen Hyatt did last week um what I love about Jalen Hyatt did last week he had what five catches 166 yards two touchdowns against Akron um I think it was the week before that he had 10 catches for 73 yards so we're both seeing, right the deep play Uh, threat that he is with his 4.31 speed but we also see that he can catch 10 catches in a game as well so i like that versatility um and at 6.8k um you know that that's a great price for a guy that could really explode um so i like him gpp cash viable without tillman and i think brum mccoy too i think he's a guy that uh um that he could absolutely hit uh, you know, easily at 5k, especially if Tillman's out um, as more of the outside receiver kind of filling in for Tillman in that way, too. I mean, they're different receivers, obviously, but um, as long as he's not bullying dudes and getting called for pass interferences, yeah. uh, he should be straight. Um, but Bru McCoy, Jalen Hyatt, I definitely like them on that side. I was going to be on Jalen Wright at 5.3k, but it looks like Jabari Small is going to play and that scares me a little bit because they love to share yeah. carries in that backfield
0: well and then you know right has just that just unbelievable athleticism so yeah. it's it's no surprise now I'm, I'm i'm right there with you on him and uh, i'm not going to talk about him and hooker he's going to be one of the higher owned quarterbacks yeah. um and he's going to you know uh, he's going to be owned after Sean Clifford but it's going to be around this <laughs> and it's just not even it's it's criminal um at wide receiver though yeah that's that's where where we can get a lot of value here because um, jalen hyatt's only going to be owned around 15 uh, percent. i i would say you know it could go anywhere between like 13 and 18 percent. i don't want to you know nail down one number here i think that's yeah. foolish for for projection um and uh, but yeah brew mccoy is a is just a steal here at 5k as the as a wide receiver for okay, what I want to know is he if he's gonna if, is he gonna line up on the right side? Because if he lines up on the right side and in, in Tillman's spot, yeah. which I don't know if he will, he probably won't. It's not, I mean, Tillman doesn't lock himself over there, but we see a lot of the targeting over there from from Hooker, and Hooker's really comfortable throwing to that side, mm-hmm. um, you know, for for the the possession side. Of the ball when he's trying to get a first down, and, he, and he's looking at Tillman. He throws over there a lot, so I'd like to see I'd like to see McCoy over there this week if Tillman's out. Um, yeah. But yeah, wide receiver forty-five, wide receiver sixty-one pricing. I love it. He's only he's going to be single digits around like like five to seven percent. So and then Squirrel White, he looked good last week. Um, they're a true freshmen, and he's like three point five k or something like that. So if yeah. you want to go really deep here, um, and he, he is unbelievably fast. Yeah, and and you know this could be an opportunity for him to um you know I, he's a he's a smaller slot guy but you know uh, uh isn't it is it jimmy holiday that suspended the first half as well
1: yeah i think so i mean i yeah. just know squirrel white i mean he like throughout all of camp and spring and through fall camp i
0: mean he's been the guy that's just stuck out as that freshman mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 3.5K. And there's gonna be um there's gonna be at least like 10 extra uh snaps to be played in the first half that um uh, so basically when you're looking at the numbers for Tennessee um and you know considering who they've played, you can like double everything to see what a full game would be like for the receivers, you know, like their their snaps, their routes, their targets. And so there's gonna be quite a few extra going around here without um without Tillman for the whole game likely and then without Holiday for the first half that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of volume yeah for um these guys to absorb so definitely a lot of value there on the Florida side yeah I like Montrell I think Montrell plays in the NFL he's a Billy Napier guy you know so yep. you know but I agree with you I think ETN is another I mean obviously he's got the pedigree um he's somebody that that could do well he's a 3.2k um Nick one, right. But that's the thing is Naquan writes there and he's good too. And um, that's the thing is, it's like the one position on the team outside of Richardson that they have good players is all in the same position, you know? And so it's just like this, this fight for touches. And uh, it's just like a headache because then you got Anthony Richardson taking carries you know so i think richards is the only guy you could really go after he's going to be the second highest owned quarterback on this slate he's priced as the wide receiver 14 or qb 14 qb 16 so i mean it's it's realistic and and that's exactly why so um, yeah. Yeah. If if you if you like this, if you want to um, invest in this game and you and you're you know planning on watching it, definitely fill out a lineup with Richardson. He's a lot of fun. There's there's a reason that he's drawn so much interest. Um, he's a yeah. he's he, he's somebody who draws a lot of headlines and gets a lot of people in the stands. All right, moving on. We got another outstanding game: Texas and Texas Tech. It's just unbelievable the games that we're getting this week. Um, Uh I love this slate. And, you know, like I said, there's only really one lopsided game. Um, This is a good one, man, because, you know, I like Donovan Smith quite a bit. Yeah. And, you know, he's, I I doubt Texas tech takes this from Texas. Texas has looked so good. I'm surprised that they're, they're 22nd or whatever, they're 20 something. I'm surprised they didn't get down into the, into the lower teens after that Alabama game. They should have won that game, could have won that game. Um, yeah. So, okay, right now they're favored by seven. You know, I think that's a little um, disrespectful. They are they are playing in, uh, they are playing on the road, but still, 61 points. That's another thing. I think this one goes over the 61 because yep. I, I don't think Texas Tech really is going to put up the – you know, they have got really good numbers right now, by the way. But Texas Tech, I mean, really, who have they played? Houston? No. They haven't really right. played anybody. To, to say, oh, their defense is good, so I think both of these teams are just gonna score back and forth. And what we've seen out of Bijan, jeez, talk yeah. about it, man. All right, what do you got for us here, Josh?
1: Yeah, I mean, Bijan's my obviously, he's my favorite running back on the slate, and yeah. um, you know, he's both cash, GPP, viable. I wrote him up today, um, so we don't need to talk too much about him, Quinn Ewers. At 6.1K, there is a shot that he plays. He's gonna travel, yeah, and he's gonna dress. I don't think they're gonna play him, um, just because you know they don't. I don't think they need to. I think it'll be maybe an emergency case. They'll play him if if Hudson Card is struggling, which is possible. But I think they're gonna try to save him as long as possible to allow him to heal up on his injury. Um, But if Quinn Ewers plays, I think Xavier Worthy is all of a sudden in play at 6.3k Hudson card cannot throw the deep ball at this point and so we just can't play worthy without a guy that can throw the deep ball but if Ewers plays then I think that throws worthy into consideration at 6.3k more than into consideration I mean I think he could go off but then uh, I think regardless Jatavian Sanders is in play at 3.4k he's a guy uh, that is just on the field a ton he's got a 17 percent uh, target share, um, the coaches love him. you know, the, like, he's a guy that has just really done well so far. Um, he's had a block a little bit more as they change their offense a little bit with card in there. So hopefully, uh, you know, again, if yours is back, then he's definitely more viable than with card, but Tavian Sanders at 3.4 K is cheap um, and should be in consideration on the other side. Um, I'll let you talk about Donovan, Donovan, Smith, but for me, I like Taj Brooks at 5.4 K. He's a guy that, uh, you know, you can catch the ball to the backfield. He can run the ball. I do think there'll be points scored. And I think he's a guy that could be a real beneficiary of that. Um, and then at wide receiver, Two guys that stick out to me, Miles Price has really come back since that first week and done better um, at 5.4k. I think he's in play, but the guy that I want to hit on uh, more is Nehemiah Martinez, who's he did a little something at two games ago, um, and then he came back down to earth. But he's only 3k, um, and they don't really have any stats on him on on uh, on DraftKings, and so uh, he's a guy that I think is worth a
0: you know, a GPP dart throw again, um, in that range, but what do you got? All right. So it looks like, um, Nehemiah. So he's averaging 11.2 on DraftKings, 9.3 on FanDuel. He's playing, he's running, he's playing 34 snaps a game, 30 routes, 3.7 touches, or excuse me, 26 routes, um, 30 uh opportunities because he gets uh let's see 4.3 targets. He's yeah. averaging 3.7 receptions. And yeah, I mean he's f- third fourth on the team in targets, but he's right behind Luke Fuanji. Um, yeah, at 3K. That that's that's a that's a decent uh, uh dart throw there. Uh yeah, I like I like Donovan Smith quite a bit. And we saw him play really well last year when, uh, when given the opportunity as a, he was a true freshman, right? Yep. Now um, he didn't, he didn't blow up against NC state, which has, which is one of the better defenses in the country, but you know, he still scored a rushing touchdown. He threw a passing touchdown. uh, And then he put up 31 against, uh, against Houston. And I think, I think Texas is a good defense, but they're not quite at NC State's level. Um, And, you know, and I think the fact that – okay, so if Quinn Ewers plays, I think um, Texas Tech is really going to be forced into a corner and they're going to have to just be on their game because, man, Hudson Card, he's potentially one of the biggest flops in in recruiting history. Um, Yeah. I mean – seriously why the guy hasn't like tried I'd tried his hand at receiver or something cuz he was a good receiver in high school um yeah. one one year uh yeah i mean he's he's a good athlete and like you said he may go to UCF next year or whatever so um yeah. we'll see nice. uh, he's not beating out a, a, Reese, a rice plumley though and i don't think plumley's going anywhere next year yeah thank god yeah <laughs> um so but uh, on the the texas side i mean yeah i want it's just crazy to me looking at like the pricing on FanDuel and, and where they have Xavier worthy and Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, cause we're sitting there drafting them wide receiver one and two. And then, and here they are pra- priced, you know, in a, a <laughs> an affordable range. But uh, I, I like in jig Smith and Jigba, like I said this week, but worthy, man, the issue isn't with worthy it's with freaking Hudson card or cord or whatever. He yeah, sucks, man. He's terrible. Don't they have a third stringer that they can put in that at least nope. has an arm? No. <laughs> nope. Oh my
1: gosh, it's a they walk can on get that
0: one four star. But is he is he just not Malik ready?
1: Murphy's? He's still hurt. Oh, is he coming back? Yeah,
0: nasty geez, ankle injury. Man. It's it's a shame because they had coming into the year with Isaiah Nair. Ah, it's just mm. looks so good for this team, you know and um but and those the first
1: two drives with Quinn Ewers in the Alabama yeah. game you go, holy smokes like I think where does this Alabama come from? was saying too <laughs> they were
0: like oh crap we're about to get beat we can't they we're about to get run crap. out of they're about to get run out of austin I was yeah, that would have been that would have been great i like i saw that, that it was um, a 1 million to 1 odds for one of the one of these games uh, starting um opening odds Um, I forget what game it was, but it was one of these crazy ones. I was thinking, what if I just put $10 on that game? You know what I mean? And it was just a quick opening line. I think it closed. They're not, they don't even have an open anymore, but, um, oh, it was like, it was like, that's the type of game, you know, put like a thousand dollars on Texas to beat Alabama. You're going to come away with enough to buy a house. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But anyway, um, uh, so Bijan, man, look at his high school progression from year one to year two to year three, he's doing what he did in high school. That's how good Bijan is playing this year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he's pushing himself, I think into the top 15 draft pick conversation. That's how dominant what he did against Alabama, keeping the, keeping Texas in the game. Uh, when yours went down, I mean, man, he looks so good. Uh, yeah. This is a game where he is going to feast, and you're going to have to deal with the ownership because he's going to be twice as owned as any running back on his slate. He's going to yeah. be up in the 40 to 50% range. So, in cash games, you can't have him not be in your lineup. He just has to be. You can't have him not because he's going to beast, and when he does, he's setting the cash line. Um so uh uh yeah definitely want him there. I'm not I'm not really sold on on Taj Brooks because it's like what well, if especially if Ewers plays, if Ewers plays, I think they could put they could they could push the score up to the point where um the only guy that's gonna be running the ball is Donovan Smith. Um yeah. and I like Donovan Smith a lot. He's a dual threat guy, can do it all. I I think he's a he's in play. Jaron Bradley's another guy that he's cheap that I think you can, you can throw in there, but that's about it. I'm not, I'm not really buying the Jatavian Sanders because it doesn't, we don't have viewers put viewers back in. Yeah. I want Jatavian Sanders. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Notre Dame and North Carolina. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that we can get through this one pretty quickly and I'm going to go first. I don't want anybody on North Notre Dame. And I know that um, uh, the running game could do a little bit, but uh, I'm not. I'm not buying it with with uh, with D- Drew Pine at quarterback. Um, yeah, he was okay last week, but yeah, they're they're really uh, watering down that that playbook for him. So yeah. yeah, everyone is out for me. Maybe Michael Mayer, and he'll probably have a decent ownership. So um, maybe Michael Mayer, but that's about it. On the North Carolina side, it's all about the ground game, and um, you're either deciding. Well, uh, excuse me, I take that back um uh, as for the ground game dj jones is is he's he's the smaller satellite guy but he gets quite a bit of volume but you know obviously um our our guy over there uh the true freshman omari on hampton has been just everything that we wanted him to be um and i'm so thankful you pointed him out early on in the Mm -hmm. process um yeah 19.6 and Pedaway he looked good for a little bit but you know, Hamptons look better. So that's yeah. just the way it's going to be. Um yep. a, a Drake May, though, man, he's probably the breakout so far this year at quarterback yeah. across the country. Drake May has looked outstanding. And I think he really – um, you know what? People are going to go back to this. They're going to say, oh, that's just not the same Notre Dame. And that's going to be a shame because – um uh, I agree, their run defense isn't as good, but the, their 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 coverage has been pretty consistent. I think mm. this is a game with, that Drake May could, could have like really gotten his name out there, but it's probably not going to happen because of Notre Dame, and and they're probably going <laughs> going to take their uh, third defeat of the season here and start out one and three. But Drake May at six point nine k, I mean, wow! How did how who decided that salary? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy. Um, And he's only going to be owned in the Riley Leonard, JJ McCarthy range. Um, Wow. I'm, I'm surprised drew pine is going to be owned and around with around the same ownership, which is, Oh, wow. People. Um, That's crazy. That's insane. Um, But yeah. So at running back though, Hampton, uh, he's, he's still not getting the, the ownership that he deserves. He's going to be in the 3% range um against wow. Notre Dame that can't stop the run it's like you, there's such an opportunity in D, dfs every year with true freshmen because people don't do their homework and they don't know who these younger kids are yep. um it didn't happen with um uh, California Jordan uh, Jaden I yeah or, it didn't happen but the 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 reasoning was sound and it's the same deal here with Nick Singleton and Katron Allen and, and, and Amari on Hampton, these guys are going to ball out tomorrow mm-hmm. and they, we need to have ownership to them and same for Trevor ETN, but you know, he's got to share too much. Yeah. Um, and Richard Reese, he's another true freshman, right? So yep. yeah, but Richard Reese is going to be the second highest on running back on the slate. Um, <laughs> and then, sorry, I'm taking it forever. And then at wide no, the receiver, the one guy, um, so we don't know anything about, we don't know if Josh Downs is going to play or not. Um, and that's fine. You know, you know, somebody who's not getting any um, attention here for North Carolina is Kobe Pesor, um, hour or however you say his yeah. name. Um, he's putting up Josh Downs type numbers. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, he's been the replacement and, and yet he's priced at, at what 3.5 K or something. Uh and yeah, he 4. doesn't 1. have yeah, and he doesn't have ownership. Uh, geez, he's another great. So if downs is out, get Kobe Pesor in your lineup and, uh, you know, stack him with your Drake may, what do you have here?
1: Yeah. I mean, a couple things I'm um, just to add on with Amari and Hampton. I mean, I went and looked at their message boards and read, read up on their press conference this week with the coordinators. And they just talked about how he's just grown in pass protection so much and how much they trust him now. And, oh, nice. you know, you just. You just know coming out of the bye week, they're going to – I mean, him and Petaway, I think, are going to be the guys um, Hope in so. backfield. And I think there's a chance that – I think Josh Downs is going to play okay. um from what I've read. And, you know, he's 7.8K. He's definitely in consideration. I think another guy that we should consider coming back from injury as a GPP dart throw, I'm not saying a ton of them, but Antoine Green could be coming back hmm. at 3K as an outside wide receiver. And uh, he's a guy that, um, yeah. If he comes back, like they desperately they have missed him on the outside as a, a deep threat. Um, so I think that I know the staff likes him, but you know you got to see if these guys are going to come back and play. So it's more of a game time decision. Those are tough to really depend on in in multi entry uh, lineups. But but yeah, that's all I have to add for that. I loved what you said
0: yeah I mean, that that does that does muddy the waters though. So if Downs is back and Green is back, I mean we really don't know how much they're gonna play but yeah it does yeah. complicate the matters you know with Baysor and uh, just who did, plus they have Gavin Blackwell. I'm just like what, what are we gonna do with them So j- just right. to, uh, I forgot to mention North Carolina right now they're favored by one and a half which is just that's laughable. North Carolina's taking this game. North Carolina's a good team Notre Dame is not. Um, yeah they, they've got they've got uh, good parts but the quarterback sucks and they can't stop the run so they're not a good team um, and this game is only is only projected for 55 and a half points which i'm looking at the spread and i'm like wait how does that make sense because yeah if you're saying Notre Dame's actually going to score with North Carolina and it's only going to be 55 that doesn't make any sense to me um yeah. all right let's move on to our uh, third to last game um, and, um, again, we got another really good matchup. I hate that we're going over so long today, but this is just a, a stack slate. And I think it's important that we get each of these matchups discussed because there's just, there's like multiple guys on each team here that we've got it yeah. that we've got to throw out there. Um, so Minnesota and, and Michigan state, and I'm going to be really quick here so that, um, and, and give you as long as you need to talk after I. I just gave a speech on the last game. Minnesota is favored by three, and then there's a there's fifty and a half implied points on the Minnesota side. I really like Muhammad Ibrahim, and I think the rest of the world does as well. No shocker there. I think Tanner Morgan could have a sneaky sneaky game here because Michigan State is also weak against the pass, um, and that I think that's reliant though on whether Michigan State can keep up. Here's the thing, Peyton Thorne, dude's a baller. He's gonna put up 20 points. That's just the way it is. I like him. He's playing so much better this yep. year. And our, our guy Keel Case, I know he's loving it. Although they did go down, they did lose to to Washington. Um, I don't think they're gonna win this game. I think Minnesota takes it. Their defense is it may be the best defense in the country. That's how good it is. And um um, but I still think Peyton Thorne is going to get. He's going to score his points. I'm not touching any of the running backs for Michigan State. Um, here's the issue, and that's with Jaden Reed. He's out. Uh, he he was injured against Akron. Uh, that sucks. Or was it Akron? Um, uh, Western Michigan. No. Okay. So it, it was in the win over Akron uh, that he was injured. But mm-hmm. um, but then he didn't play. He didn't play in the Washington game. But Keon mm-hmm. Coleman, true freshman. This kid, man. Against Washington, one of the top secondaries in the country, put up three touchdowns. Um, if anybody, any of these receivers are gonna excel here. Um, Ken Coleman, he's a true freshman, right? Or, or was yep. that yeah, yeah. I,
1: he's a true red shirt, yeah.
0: Okay, I, 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 I was like, might on, be thinking right? of
1: Jeremy Bernard,
0: yeah, Jeremy Bernard. That's what I was gonna say. That might have got him confused, yeah, but still, he's a young kid. Um, and he put up three touchdowns against Washington. That's eye opening right there. Um, and and so I think I think he's got he's a excellent value at five point nine k. Not somebody again where he's going up against the top defense in the country. Um, I don't yeah. think you target him in cash. But yeah, I think he's he's definitely worth a flyer in GPP. So what do you have here, Josh?
1: Well, what's crazy with Keon too is he's got a thirty point nine percent target share. Is what I have, and the next closest guy is at thirteen percent. It's, just, I mean, it's just, and I never, I thought
0: it was gonna be, um, uh, who's the guy that they have, um, shoot, let's uh, Mosley. Mosley. I thought it was gonna be Foster. Trey Mosley yeah. after Reed. I thought Mosley was gonna come in as the new number two, but no, <laughs> obviously yeah. not.
1: Yeah, yeah. So on the Michigan State side, I'm not touching any of them. I, I'm with you on Peyton Thorne He's awesome, um, and he could hit value, but there's other guys in that range I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. Mo Ibrahim, obviously he's in play. And then I'm re- super intrigued to see how he does against this Michigan State defense that is good, decent against the run at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, better competition than Colorado. <laughs> yeah. But um, – but oh, then- let me throw this out there. Yeah, um, go
0: ahead. Uh, D- Dylan Wright is going to be like in the 8 to 10% range because – um uh, Chris Altman Bell is out this game.
1: Yep. And that's all the only other person I was going to mention was Dylan Wright um, in that range. So at 3.5K. Yeah. That's uh, definitely somebody you know, worth. Considering.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. That's it. That's all I got.
0: Oh, that's all you got. Okay. Let's move on then. Sorry, then. I just cut you off and. No, nah, you're good. Gave away your last talking points. So no, that's great. Um, all right. So Indiana and Cincinnati. This is uh this is going to be a decent one because you know um Indiana's uh you know they're not a good Big 10 team but they're a competitive Big 10 team and uh and Cincinnati you know with their quarterback situation and uh, uh you know their de- their their pass defense is no joke though no joke but you know they, they you can you can do a few things you couldn't do on them last year but we'll see yeah we'll see it's not uh you know the the uh Vegas money is not calling for uh, a crazy blowout or anything 16 and a half points 57 and a half over under. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know with this game, this is a really tough one to call. So um, we'll see. I think since he takes it though. So what do you have here?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, as far as guys I would consider in this one on the indie side, it's pretty simple. Cam camper. I mean, he's yeah. a guy that's 31% target share, 14 targets a game, 5.6 uh, K. He's still in that affordable range. So He's definitely, uh, for me, he's cash or GPP, P, P, GPP viable. Um, on the other side, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I don't really have much for Cincinnati to be honest. I mean, one guy that I think can do well this game, I think, I, I don't think Charles, McC- I think this might be the game where McClellan and Kiner start to flip a little bit. Cause I think they're going to need Kiner against this big 10 defense to really run the ball. Um, and he's 5k, but I don't have enough confidence in that happening to actually suggest him. But and then I don't like Tyler Scott, I think this passing game could do well. Tyler Scott would be the biggest beneficiary, but he's at 7.2 K, which is for me right on that line of whether I would even play him. So um, so it's hard. The pricing is hard on the on the Cincinnati side to really play any of them.
0: Yeah. So Indiana's in the in the bottom, bottom 15 of uh um, so teams are running uh, against them like in the like the tenth highest rate. Um, mm. They're giving up like the thirty first most rushing yards, and um, yeah, I mean it's like a yard and a half more than Baylor, like I mentioned. Wow. Um, so I think this is an opportunity for um, for the Cincinnati to to really pound the ball, and I, I like McClellan. He's he's a, a dual threat guy that that is or you know multi-dimensional guy and and he's not he's not priced too high in the 6 6k range. So I like him. I also like uh you know me. I like Tyler Scott and I like yep. him in this matchup. I think he's going to I think he's going to beast. I think Indiana's going to score though. Uh, I think Cam Camper is going to get a lot of targets, a lot. Um so yeah, I mean th- those are those are pretty much the three guys that I'm looking at here and Cam Camper I mean he's only going to sit at around 10% and um, Tyler Scott's going to be at around 5%. Um, and then at running back, McClellan is going to be the fifth highest owned running back on the slate. So uh, these Whoa. are, the, yeah, these are the three, uh, you know what? And and that maybe that's why we're not seeing Singleton and, and, and Katron Allen and yeah. Marion, um, up there. I mean, they're, they're, these, they're above like Will Shipley and Brock and uh, well, your guy Brock and, <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah that that's pretty much it. So it's pretty much three guys there. Uh, I also like um, um, a wide receiver there, another wide receiver there at Cincy, Trey Tucker. But uh-huh. I like Scott Moore. He's priced a thousand more though. So yeah, um, there's that. It's a shame that Josh Wiley's not having a good year this year because he he deserves it coming yeah. back because he could have went pro last year. Yeah. For the final game on the slate, we have our Bo Nix fix and Oregon and Washington State. I'm sorry, Oregon, uh, you did you you took down a, a BYU team that you know was missing some players, but you know I'm not here to make excuses for the Cougars. That's that's not. I'm just I'm here to say that Bo Nix is he's a pretender, um, and I'm not going after him in this game. This the Washington State defense they beat Wisconsin. Um, which was just insane. And I think they're going to beat Oregon here. Um, and I think this is one that we can, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a really quick one and, and, you know, you go first though. So Oregon's favored by a touchdown on the road which is stupid 57 point over under. What do you have?
1: Yeah. So on the, yeah, nothing on the Oregon side, to be honest, I'm not really touching any of them. Um, talented, some talented players, but not for this slate. Uh, on the Washington side, though, I like Cam Ward at five K. I mean, I think that's a really good price for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy that's averaging eighteen point eight fantasy points per game. I think he can, uh, he can definitely hit value. I mean, they're going to throw it a ton. I mean, that's just what this air raid offense does. And so, um, yeah, I like in uh, the Oregon defense is ranked like one hundred twenty eighth and QB fantasy points per game. So giving up. So I like Cam Ward. Um, I like Donovan Ollie at 3.5 K at wide receiver. He's actually got a 29.7% targets here. And he's getting 10 targets a game. Um, and at 3.5, I mean, I don't, <laughs> doesn't really get much better than that. He's going to be pretty highly owned. Um, so I think he's cashing GPP viable. If you want to go up to Deshaun Stribling, um, at 4.6k i think you can do that as well uh but all these just the better value maybe Stribbling's lower owned because of that though and so in gpp could be more viable um and then Nikia watson at 4.6k i mean i think you can consider him i can't stand the talent but uh <laughs> but he could be viable i guess in gpp but that's all i got
0: yeah. So when I coming in, when we were doing our um, we were drafting our our season long and, and and best ball, I was like, what what's the what's all this fascination with um, with Deshaun Stribling? And, and I was I was like, we really don't know who's going to be the number one there. And this is exactly um, yeah. what I was talking about with Donovan Ali. So Donovan Ali is going to be the second highest on wide receiver on the slate or excuse me, he's going to be the highest and he's going to be, um, around 50%, 15% higher than anyone else. Um, and that's just crazy, but yeah, that this is an insane value. He's going to be, he's going to be around like the 40, 45% range. Wow. Um, yeah. And then the, the, um, the other guy, so th- I was looking, when I saw the number, I was like, hold up. And I had to go back and check all of my data because, um, I knew he caught a couple of touchdowns, but I didn't know he caught four touchdowns in the last two games. And that's Terrence Ferguson on Oregon. Yeah. Um, he's like their go-to in the red zone. Like Bo Nix just like stares him down and he's caught five passes the last two weeks and four have been touchdowns. Yeah. He's only 4k. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's a big kid, and it makes sense that they'll look look at him in the red zone. So, um, you know, that talk about a GPP dart there. It's about the definition. But that's yeah. about all I have. Um, I, I have little trust in Cam Ward. I was big on him coming in, looking at his FCS numbers. But um, I know he didn't – you know, the one game that he was bad was the Wisconsin game, and we expected that. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just – I'm wondering – Looking at looking at who he he did it against um, outside of that, though. I mean, he's played uh, Colorado State and Idaho. I, I just don't know if he I can should, trust be, he should be putting
1: up 35 plus against. Yeah, those
0: yeah. I just, I, yeah. you know, he put up totally. nine point four against Wisconsin and, you know, and that's right around what we expect. Um, I don't know I, 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 if he does it here, then I'll, I'll, I'll have more trust in him moving forward. But uh, I, I will say that I'm glad I didn't draft him very much actually i don't think i got him anywhere
1: yeah me too
0: that's it for this week's DraftKings tailgate uh make sure you use um uh oh oh by the way um i don't have um a lot of ownership numbers or projection stuff out yet um and we get i gave quite a bit through here so um i might put some something up on the message board tomorrow up on discord tomorrow um but uh, uh, it just depends because I'm actually behind on my work. So um, if I can, I will. If not, um, uh, I'll try to get some more next into next week's article. But that's it for this week. I know Josh has to get out of here. So um, you, everyone, have a great day, and we'll 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 catch you next week.
1: See you guys.